0: Tom Bernard Show with
1: Co-host Catherine Brand.
0: <laughs> Andy Brandt Bernard.
1: Alex Brand Bernard, Rasmussen.
0: Mike Molina. Tevin Pittman, aka The Brown Bomber, A.K.A.
2: I got nothing else. I'm sorry. I failed you. Oh my God, you're so Thanks lame. I'm gonna throw well, I mean, yell, Oh, you like, weren't here. I got yelled at last time. Yeah. Good God. What a yeah. shot. He <laughs> said got the man, myth. At? We said I got mostly
0: yelled the myth. At, yeah, mostly the myth. Uh, All right, we'll be right back. A special tribute. Up next, Tom Bernardo. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way: up front, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They joined such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group.
2: Some say it's better, but I say it ain't. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. The sinners are much more fun. You know that only the good die young.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show, part two. Timmy Lammers with us. Tim, very sad news last week. Sorry to hear about it.
3: Well, thank you, Tom. I mean, and look, uh, you know, how how old was your mom when you lost her?
0: Eighty-seven.
3: My dad was eighty-seven.
0: Uh, that's too that, young.
3: It's too young, but that's an amazing amount of time to have with someone, isn't it? its it is. true. And you got to you got to feel thankful for all those years you had. Um, I lost my mom twenty-one years ago. Um, she was sixty-five. God. And I thought that was an amazing amount of time to have someone. So. Yeah. You just have to feel blessed for the time that you have, and you got to you know make the most of the time with them. You have to do your best uh, to uh, carry on the way that they positively influenced you. Our parents make us. I truly believe that, and um, you know they don't really die as long as you a honor their memory. But again, uh, continue with. The traits that they taught you, the the good things, you know, the, the drive that my dad had, the, the passion that my mother had, the emotion that my mother had. You know, thank you, Mom. I cry at every television commercial I see, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's that sort of thing that, you know, the stories dad told, you know, keep telling those stories and he will never really die. Um, So, you know, it's sad, and truth be told, this guy had beat back so many things in the last 10, 15 years, you know, cancer, uh, stroke, um, you know, problems with his blood pressure, I mean, you name it, and eventually he got congestive heart failure. We just thought the guy was invincible, and when we got to the uh, hospital about 10 days ago, and uh, the day before, they said, you know, six months at best, um he said to us you know cry for me not don't cry for me i've had a great life and um right after that it was individually me and my kids and my wife how are you doing he took it he didn't the focus was not on him the focus was on the people around him the people that loved him and um the people that he loved and so i mean i gotta just feel fortunate by everything you know we left the hospital my wife said are, are you sad and i said you know i am but I can't think of a better conversation to, to the last conversation than that to have with my dad, you yeah. know? so no, that's true. I, you know, he, he was one of these guys, and I, I know I told you this before, but I'll say it again. Um, one of his deals was, you know, no matter how bad you think you have it, somebody somewhere else in the world has it a lot worse. And I believe that. I mean, every time he was ill, I mean, he, it was kind of like, okay, it happens. I'll deal with it you know it wasn't cry for me it was never about pity it was about you know uh picking yourself up and charging ahead it was all about being positive positive. and i only hope that i can achieve half of what he achieved in that regard and what did he do so he was a wright county deputy that's what i thought yeah and uh, he did that for over 30 years he was chief of police of Waverly at one point. He was a police officer in Howard Lake. He was a military policeman in the Korean War. You know, so, I mean, obviously, I was tremendously proud of those things. I was tremendously proud of him growing up. I mean, the guy worked his ass off, man. I mean, not only was he a full-time deputy, he was a full-time farmer. And then on top of that, on the weekends, he would either uh, be a, a police officer at a dance, or at the drive-in, you know, at the Cinebuff in Buffalo, you know, where he'd bring the kids with. And I suspect that maybe somehow that had something to do with why I do what I do, you know. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, he had this tremendous work ethic, um, and he never complained about that, you know, never complained about the work. Um, And that's why I don't complain about anything. You know, if you have a problem, you, you tackle it head on and, and you fix it and you move on, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you mourn, yes, but I, I choose to be inspired, right? I, mm-hmm. I choose to, to charge forth, um, you know, in a positive sort of way and take comfort in knowing that him and Mom are together again. And, right. and I have to tell you, Tom, to have the opportunity to do this with you now, to be on the KQ Morning Show, you know, to be on the different outlets I'm on, you know, like Care 11, whatever, who right. have worked with Bill Carlson, you know, way back when when I first started, they loved that. You yeah. know, yeah, oh, they yeah, they just love that. And so, I mean, he, he was, they were so happy about that. And you know, so you know, we all want to make our parents proud. And uh, my God, how, how blessed do I feel for that too? You know,
0: no doubt about it. I we were talking about this maybe about a year ago. I maybe mean, it was that long ago, but. Um, the oldest person that I ever met was when I was four years old. My great-grandmother, Susan Bernard was 104 years old when she died. Mm-hmm. She was born in 1851, wow. long before Abraham Lincoln was president of the <laughs> United States. So she was born in 1851. Now, if I live to be, you know, 90 years old, which is entirely possible, and I meet Fawn's children, uh, from Susan Barnard being born in 1851 until Fawn's children, you know, if they live the same length, if they live to be 104 years old, they will live to be to the year 2151. So there's a 300-year span there and from people that I met and then people that met me. That's pretty damn cool, actually. 300 yeah. years of memories. I could, you know, I could tell them about Susan Barnard when I, you know, I meet them, my great-grand grandchildren. She was my great-grandmother. I could tell my great-grandchildren, therefore they will know about her, so her memory will have lived for 300 years.
3: That's right. That's, That's why people never die. That's that. that yeah, that's an yeah, that's amazing right. thing, and not. And believe me, Tom, not many people can say that. You no. Know, to to have you know again to have lived 104 years, my God, that's incredible. I I talked with my uh, my mom's uh, aunt uh, the other night. She's 97. Yeah. And sharp as a tack. And that's the other thing too. My dad, you know, he was bsing and and being inappropriate and telling you know. <laughs> right. You know, I won't say anything that he said here, but, you know, it's like he didn't give a crap, you know. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I told uh, my aunt Helen, my great aunt Helen, that, yeah, you better make it to 100. And, and, you know, because, you know, you have to value that history. Uh, I believe she saw Charles Lindbergh fly over on his great flight.
0: Isn't that amazing? You know?
3: How amazing is that? That is wonderful. I mean, that's just a wonderful story. Embrace history. Embrace, you know, your 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 uh, where you came from, yep. and and keep those stories coming. Because again, that's how people live on forever. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to sound too corny about it, but that's that's true. That's really how it happens.
0: You, know, in all likelihood, Fawn's children will probably live to be more like a hundred and thirty years old. They'll have, uh, you
3: know, they'll get special parts, you sure. know, electronic, bionic, whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I I could see it certainly happening. I don't think there's any question about that. So I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to make sure. And it's not just because your father was a copper and you know a deputy and all the rest of it, but uh, you know when anybody loses their uh, loses a parent, it's it's tough. There's no question. Um, yeah,
3: but, I know. guess the best thing, you know, again for for us as children, and um, and and we were fortunate enough with my mom too. She had cancer, but. You know we had time with her at the end, just as we had time mm-hmm. with Dad at the end, is that we all there was nothing there but love for him um, mm-hmm. and and the only thing that you can take with you is love. Yep. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you had in this life, the only thing you could take with them is is that love that surrounds you when you go. That's the greatest gift of all and it's and true. I'm, I'm so glad that we had that opportunity to 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 be there for him when he needed it the most.
0: Yep, my uh, second cousin, Lamont Dean, just died a few months ago, and he was a Hennepin County deputy sheriff. He was a Minneapolis police officer first, then he became a Hennepin County deputy sheriff. So we have, uh, you know, had similar relatives, no doubt about it. And, and Lamont lived to be 92.5 years old. It was great.
3: <laughs> well, you know, and they're in an occupation where, obviously, it's not the most popular occupation.
0: Not um, right now, no.
3: You know, and, and, again, it's it's the sort of thing that, you know, you, you could, with all the crap that cops take, I mean, you could turn it into a negative, but no, no, they never did, mm-hmm. you know? No, nope. it's true. You know, you're doing your job, and you're providing for your families, and you're you're being a stand-up person, you know? How could you not but admire that?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we did pay special tribute to your dad because of, here's a guy who probably worked some days 20 hours a day, you know? Yeah. It's probably true. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. And, again, I feel, like, uh, I feel like a bum next to him, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, again, you exact. know, all the kids work very, very hard. Yep. And I know that's because of, you know, I mean, when you're around that, plus it's like, hey, the cows get out at midnight, get your ass up. You no, know, we're going out and we're chasing cows, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's something you learn, and, uh, you know, it's something, again, you see why later in your life. I mean, it, it, it's turned out to be something very, very important to all of us. It influenced all of us and uh, taught all of us. So, Did yeah. your dad? Because but thank you, a you. Mo- thank you for allowing me the time to, to talk about
0: well, it Well, no, it's not that. We want to pay tribute to him as well. Plus, the fact I'm sure, since you were a movie reviewer, you probably thought you were a sugar tit for having a Hollywood <laughs> job. <laughs>
3: Absolutely, he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the reason. You know, I mean, and that was, again, that was so cool. When, Fantastic. You know, the, he, how's your writing going and everything? I mean, it was just so cool. I mean, yep. he loved it. he You know, I, I, honestly, Tom, he didn't want us to be cops. You know, he knew. Right. He knew it was tough. And, uh you know, he supported everything. He thought I was nuts, you know, oh. when I. I was in a government job before this. I worked at a a, a federal court, in fact. Uh, I got a political science degree. I mean, he thought I was crazy walking away from that sort of job, but once he saw that I had that drive and passion and made something of it, I mean, my God, he he was very proud, and he really was supportive of it. And, uh, yeah, um, symbolically, I did get a law enforcement degree as well, I guess. Did you really? Symbolic, in it? Oh, yeah.
0: That's very true. Um,
3: cool. I, 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 didn't, I didn't, didn't take the post-licensure thing for Minnesota, but I could have gone anywhere else in, in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. and worked as a cop right. at, had I wanted to. Again, you know, it's a, it was a degree. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and I kind of look back at it. You know, I had a couple credits go. I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get this degree, too. Uh, yep. uh you know yep. if any if if not for any other reason just to in a way to to pay tribute for to, to what he's done for me, so yeah, yeah, old Timmy's got a law enforcement degree, if you can believe that <laughs> i don't know if it's good anymore it's more than thirty years old, but <laughs> well, it's a yeah a
0: law enforcement degree, so it still works,
3: yeah, yeah, you know whatever it uh, you know I took many, many law enforcement classes, taught by the best, but really taught by the best by you know living in the same house as him and going riding around in 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 the squad car. You know, stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. how exciting. You know, and plus I got to be with my dad, too, you know. It wasn't every day, but, you know, there were, there were quite a few times I, I uh, rode around with him.
0: So your dad was born in 1931? Uh,
3: 1930. 1930. Yeah. My so mom was born in 31. This year, he, yeah. yeah, he would have been 88 in November, so. And
0: there you go. Yeah.
3: That's it's interesting incredible. But
0: my mother died again, in March and would have been, uh, been 88 in August, so. They,
3: exactly. Yeah. You know, 87 years. Yep. I mean, how fortunate are we? You know, we are so fortunate. You know, that's just the way I look yeah. at it. We, we were so blessed to have uh, our, our loving parents around for that long. Man, not, you know. Well, I don't know about you that. you got to celebrate that, you know. Parent, but, you know,
0: it's a different... Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's weird, though, because my father died when he was 62. My mother yeah. died at 87. Your mother died at 65, you said? Yes. And then your father yeah. died at 87. Well, that's... Man... Interesting.
3: Well, she she was 65, but she packed enough passion and love into 100 years. There you go. <laughs> yeah, she, she she gave us enough in her 65 that would have lasted for another 35 easily. She was such a loving person, and again, it's funny because to, to polar opposites, you know. I mean, you know, I'm very. I, I take after my mom's side as far as uh-huh. you know the the emotional part of me and the 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 you know compassionate, and then I take that passion from my dad uh-huh. and that. That attitude, that fighting toughness, you know, that integrity and sure. and never, ever, ever giving up on anything. I mean, that, that's definitely my dad, you know. That's so, a wonderful I'm thing. glad, man. I'm glad that I had parents like that, that, you know, that, that I can credit all of who I am today to them,
0: you know. No doubt about it. Tim, thanks for seeing an extra segment today. Uh, what's your father's name? Jim.
3: Jim Lammers. And my Lamers. mom's name was Anella. So, yeah. Ella and Jim. Tim, thank you, sir. All right, thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you Thursday on KQ. Sounds great. We'll be back.
0: All right, yeah. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. Neutramose is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client and owner, who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. And so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's
2: 763-333-7337. It's an
0: amazing deal, man. There's no doubt about it. Just looking at human life and all the rest of it. I just learned yesterday from a friend and sent me the obituary i had a golfing buddy named john hempel and john died at 47 years old on the 5th of april 47
4: man that's way too young that's pretty young that, that is so weird because we were talking during the break that uh there's a mm-hmm. kid in my pair, or not a kid but i knew him uh and he's a little bit older than me he passed away recently and i found out yesterday at mass and he was only 34
0: Ugh,
5: was god.
4: Like, oh god yikes 34,
5: that's. Uh, I can't even think of what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> some sort of uh, congest, like some sort of congenital defect of the heart, maybe. Yeah. Cancer. Thir- cancer's pretty rare before mid 40s. Oh, that, yeah,
0: that's probably true.
5: And it's too young to have died from like you know chronic alcoholism or anything because yeah. your uh, organs tend to hold up longer than that. So, yeah, yeah, they do. It tends to be like if you make it past childhood, you're almost definitely going to live till at least forty-five.
6: Well, that's good news. Well, good Johnny news for everyone.
0: At, Johnny died at forty-seven. He was always a very, very pleasant person to me. I'll tell you that. So John Hempel, sorry to hear about uh, that. For the Hempel family, sorry to hear about that old. Uh, it's horrible. Andy, I had to run this by you and Mom and Melina and Tevin and Alex and everybody. Tevin
1: left.
4: Because
0: I don't. Because I don't think this is true. Oh, Tevin left. Yep. He always. I thought he has something to two do. Two hours.
4: Mister Big Shot. He said, got I Got a
0: job. go. I'm a big deal. I he agree. works
5: at um, the merry-go-round or whatever the hell
0: <laughs> yes he works at a merry-go-round doesn't Phenomenal he work job. at the place
5: with the yeah, ferris wheel
6: yeah what's the name yeah, of that does. place yeah psycho suzies psycho not yeah, psycho Susie's. not, no, psycho not, not betty uh, dangers betty, betty danger. danger
0: yes something like that let's see well, they open close. at 3
5: p.m so there you go
6: Oh. god i wish He's he was gotta still go prep here for dinner
0: mm-hmm. um Okay, tell me if you believe this. Because uh, what I I think is this thing that can read emotion but not your thoughts. And the only reason it can read emotion is if the muscle tension in your face will change if you're angry, you're happy, you're sad. Uh, MIT invented a new device that can read your thoughts. Do you believe that's true?
6: No.
5: No. At least not to any... Like no. fine degree,
6: yeah, yeah. Maybe they can figure out if you're anxious or yeah, that's what angry. Well, it's yeah, probably going said. to be
5: something like they'll tell you to th- like they'll tell you to think of a number over and over, and then later on they'll be able to guess when you're thinking of that number. That's the kind of thing that they can do. Yeah, but it's not really the same reaction. It's not really yeah super useful at
0: this point. It's really hideous, by the way. It looks like they, they, there was there was a picture of it. It's like a. Oh, it looks to be about maybe three-quarters of an inch um, wide, and it loops around your ear and then runs down your neck mm. and then under your mouth.
6: Oh, so, it, it,
0: oh, so it's all muscle. It senses your muscle. It's yeah all muscles. Okay. yeah. I'm pretty sure if anyone could see all of the thoughts that roll through my head every day, I'd get thrown into prison and asylum or both. So maybe pump the brakes, science. I hate that saying so much, I can't even tell
1: you. Pump the brakes. brakes.
0: Pump the brakes. I hate that so (laughs) much.
1: Why do you hate the thing? Maybe we
0: should tap the brakes. Maybe we should pump the brakes. Maybe we should slow down. Just say, slow down. Well, we got
5: ABS now. You don't have to pump the brakes. Exactly. That's, That's
0: very true. Apparently, some researchers at MIT have invented a new device that has the ability to read your thoughts. No, it doesn't. There's no way. Send them to a computer. So, yes, everything in your inner monologue would suddenly become your outer monologue. Right now, the device is just a prototype, and there's no word on when they could take the technology mainstream, but let's hope it takes a long time. I think what it actually does, it reads when you're happy, you're sad, you're whatever. It's your emotion that it reads from muscle tension. It's not your thoughts. No. Right, Andy?
5: Yeah, I really doubt it can well, make your inner monologue your, into your. That would be like a I mean, two hundred year leap in science. If sir, so, I,
6: I mean, I, I guess if they followed you around enough, or I mean, monitored you enough, because I mean, like you do certain things that I know what that means. Like sometimes, oh, yeah. if you're really upset or, or something, you, you'd like grab your face. Like a lot of men like grab their face with their hand and pull down. You do that when I you're. Do that, yeah, yeah, you do that yeah. when you're like thinking that we're going to get in a car crash. <sighs> Or something like that. And also I mean, like my dad, he always uh, when he was really mad and I knew we were gonna get in big trouble, he'd um stick out his lower teeth.
0: Oh and like, yeah, you and don't like, want that sticking out the lower yeah, teeth. Yeah, that meant thing.
6: everybody run.
0: Yeah, you don't need that.
6: So I mean if True. if they if they monitored that long enough they'd know when he was extremely upset. Yeah,
0: yeah. There, there
5: are machines that they can read the um your brain patterns but we can't really translate that into anything no. per se but if you did have that on someone long enough you could just read their patterns and then correlate it to you know what they were doing at the time right and if you did that for a long enough time then you could probably get something get the the ability to read their mind but it would take a long long time to do i would think so yeah
0: all right so basically mom and alex you can't lie about this okay you ready I was going to lie. Over half of women are closer to their best friend than they are their husband. Well, over half of marriages fail, half? so there you go.
6: Yeah, Maybe. Maybe I don't know.
0: Over half of women are closer to their best friend than their husband. So I didn't hear either mom or Alex responding to that, which means they just stabbed their husbands oh, 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 right no, now.
6: No. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. speak for everybody. <laughs> no, well, and I, have, I, I don't know. About when
1: I have a very different relationship with my girlfriends than I do Dan. Like we talk yeah. about different things and we relate to things differently. So it's not like I'm closer to them, but I'm close. Well, I suppose I'm closer to them in a different way, but not like overall. In okay. Going early way. Yeah,
6: okay. <laughs> I'm
0: going to give you the 10 things and see if you agree with these and, and don't lie, okay? I
1: won't lie. What? Why okay.
6: would I Mom lie? Mom and
0: Alex, because that's what you Because you you, you
1: you're projecting. <laughs> okay, here we liar. go.
0: Uh, according to a new survey, just over half of women say they're closer to their best friend than their husband and here are the 10 reasons why. Number 10, we have a lot more in common. Oh, I didn't realize mm. we were going
5: into a different story. Why? Because you just kind of segued from the mind-reading thing into this.
0: I did. The mind-reading thing That's was over. Does. Why? It was just a yeah, very it was so short weird.
5: story. Never really went anywhere.
0: No, well, it's because I don't think it's, it's true. Because <laughs> it's yeah. fake, yeah. 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 Anyway, we have a lot more in common. Do you have more in common with your friends than you do your husband?
1: Sometimes. Emotionally, okay. yes. And depending on the friend. Okay. like. My friend Ariel and I both process things in like the exact same way. Paige and I are both very sarcastic. It's like I don't know.
0: Okay. Uh, Catherine needs to skip this one, otherwise they'll be hell to pay. Number nine, she's less annoying than my husband.
6: Well, That's not anybody's true. less annoying than you.
0: I <laughs> predicted on
6: the
0: <laughs> I predicted on the KQ Morning show that Catherine in a heartbeat would say anybody's less annoying than my husband
6: <laughs> yep, you know me well and you also know yourself well so, so that's there good. you go
0: I'm the most annoying person on earth
1: you you're
6: self-aware it. Tom very good
1: very see, good. I, told you, I wouldn't agree with that I think they're all they equally all have their annoying moments but they're not
0: except for I except for me I'm more annoying
1: you're the most annoying but
0: that's what yeah you and mom both say that no, no I do. Oh, uh, sh- sorry see this I know it's is true. a lie if she says it's true Oh. Um, oh my God. she gives better advice i give you much better advice than your friends mm. well, apparently not <laughs> <laughs> apparently it not. would depend
1: on what i'm uh, looking for advice on yeah it depends on the yeah, topic yeah, yeah, well yeah. and you have
6: and you have a tendency to just blow everything out of proportion and rant and rave so when i'm not looking for ranting and raving and crazy town i would go to a friend well like
1: i was just just talking about this with my friend last week how it's like men like to fix things where it's like if i because she was having this problem with her husband where she was like i just wanted to complain about something and he kept telling me like here's how you fix it here's what you should do and women understand like oh you just want to complain and you want somebody to like sympathize yeah so it's it's just a different it is yeah, you know. right. it depends on what your you're mom talking tells me,
0: about. Mom told me years ago that she could read my body language. She knows when another man is in trouble because she said the first thing you do when you're pissed off at another man is you sit sit up really straight. You
1: know, puffy and weird like a bird. Yeah, like a peacock.
6: And then
0: if you're really, <laughs> really mad, you <laughs> lean forward, and if somebody's about to get punched in the head, you start bobbing your head up and down.
6: Yeah. Like a bird. Oh, like Just a bird. like a bird. You, you said like, like a, a
0: cougar bird. at the time.
1: That's a bird. Yeah. What do you mean? You also turn splotchy. Uh, the splotchy
6: you get splotchy. And,
1: yeah. and oh. Melina, you get
0: like red and splotchy. Yeah. Melina gets very red do. and splotchy.
6: <laughs> when you're mad.
0: Mike Lindell's calling me right now. Well I like we can an answer during here. the break. Yes. I wonder if he could talk again. Talk that's interesting because he can't because oh, right. he had that surgery he couldn't talk. Dog- I'll call him during the break. He had
6: surgery
5: where he
0: couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he'll talk about it. TMJ mm-hmm. surgery? That'd be unbelievable.
1: Your jaw wire's shut for six weeks when you have TMJ surgery.
0: This was only for one week. huh Oh. No. Nah, number seven, we go back much further. That's not true. I mean, Alex, you probably go back further with your friends and with Dan. Yeah, I definitely mom have. mom doesn't go. Yeah.
1: Most of my friends I've known for longer than Dan.
0: Number six, I can really be myself around her. Well, you can be yourself around me yeah, always. I.
1: No, but I (laughs) I absolutely can be myself around Dan all the time. I don't have.
0: And uh, and your mom can be herself around me all the time too.
1: She says differently.
0: (laughs) She says differently, Brandon. Number five, we laugh until we cry. That's true. You and I do.
6: Yeah, I do that with Dan. We like
0: more of the same things. Okay, so no, you and I like all the same things. Pretty much.
6: Pretty much. Well, I don't like, I don't like a lot of the movies you like.
0: Yes, you do.
6: No, I don't. I don't like any mob things at all.
0: (laughs) Um, I can tell her things I couldn't tell my partner. Oh, so now I'm your partner. I'm not even your husband anymore. Now I'm your partner.
6: Well, you have to be inclusive for everybody.
0: Okay, so you could tell me anything though,
1: except for about you. (laughs) Yes, except for complaining
0: about you. What is that supposed What do you mean that you can't tell me about me?
1: Uh, this is why. What,
6: what do you mean? <laughs> you can that's can me anything.
0: Mean, <laughs>
1: That's why. Every, every <laughs> single person that's in a relationship knows that there are times where it's like, I just want to complain about my significant other yeah. to you right now because they're driving me crazy for whatever reason.
0: The mom's never done that. Uh, <laughs> She's okay. never had to do that. All right. <laughs> um, number two, she listens better. That's not true. I listen very well.
1: Um no, my fr- I would I crap. My friends are better listeners than Dan
0: for sure. I'm the best listener I mean, on earth. I mean, really, really
1: guys, I feel like
6: yeah, they have like a f- they have like 3 minutes to listen.
1: Yeah. When it's really really and important then they're like, and if I'm like we're having a conversation like that I really need your help with something or something, he's really good at that, but just like mm-hmm. day-to-day stuff, he's no. My friends yeah. are much better listeners. Yeah. And yeah. they remember yeah, stuff. guys have yeah. Right.
0: Really Guys have three
6: minutes, and then isn't there a game on? That's Yeah, happens. or just like some And finally,
0: we can talk about everything. You and I can talk about anything. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah I can talk about anything with Dan. Okay. So there you go. Once again, proving another study that's 100% wrong, because Catherine <laughs> said I'm much more reliable than all 10 things.
6: In some things, you're very reliable.
0: That's what I heard was that I'm better than your friends at everything. That's how yeah. you took exactly. That's, how I heard. that's
6: that's where you're reliable. <laughs> that's
0: how I heard that is I'm much more reliable than you all heard of that your friends.
6: As you were saying it. Oh my
0: God. Although I did point out,
6: Jude, any more stamps in your ears? No, uh, you're clear. Unbelievable. Okay. You, oh, unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, some random facts for your Monday. Corona didn't have to pay their beer featured uh, to have their beer featured in the Fast and Furious franchise. The producers just picked it because it fit the vibe of the characters. A free product placement has been worth at least $15 million to Corona.
6: Absolutely lucky.
0: If you spell out every number, eight is the first number alphabetically, zero is last, and one billion is the first number that has a B in it. Well, of course it does. Hitler had a nephew named Patty Hitler who joined the U.S. Navy during World War II and had to fill out a form of any relatives who might be fighting for the enemy. Oh,
6: God. Yeah, the the main enemy.
0: (laughs) My uncle Adolf is fighting for the enemy. The giant enemy of
6: all time.
0: It's P-A-D-D-Y, by the way. It's Patty, P-A-D-D-Y. You're required to have a net worth of at least $1.5 million to open a Taco Bell franchise. That's pretty good. And the main reason Will Smith did the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was that he owed $2.8 million in back taxes and needed the money. Wow. 70% of his pay for the first three seasons of the show was garnished by the IRS. Really? There you go. That
6: had to suck.
0: We will be back. We have a guest up next on Bernard Show. I'm here with my real estate agent, Chris Lindahl. And after seeing what he did for me, I asked if he had something that would help our listeners. Chris,
4: what do you got? We have something very special for KQ listeners. April 16th through the 18th, the Chris Lindall team is hosting our SellerWorkshop.com series, where we're going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. And the best part is it's absolutely free.
0: So that sounds great, Chris, but what's the catch?
4: Tom, here's what I'll share with you. The number one core value at the Crystal team is to be generous. I have a teaching degree and this is my passion to educate homeowners in the Twin Cities on how to sell your house the right way so you don't end up leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table going through the traditional real estate process. So go to sellerworkshop.com for times and locations and to sign up for your free ticket.
0: The seller workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th. Seating is limited and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763 401 Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. Flyover. It happens. Sometimes sister. people
6: run late on their other
0: interviews. Uh, the the five gifts. Well, here you go. Or that the five gifts: discovering hope, healing, and strength when disaster strikes. Well, the four was written by Dan Rather. I just we just interviewed Dan Rather a few months ago. So I don't know. <laughs> is he the guy who talks like this?
4: Yes. Um, <laughs> Wait, who, what, hey, which that's one Belly. is that? That's, is that Dan?
5: No. Yeah. Well, uh, him oh, and Scott also. Belly. <laughs> Who's the I like to lick a lemon lollipop in oh, Lily Tom Brotha Tom, Tom Brotha <laughs> Yeah Brotha I was like
1: name.
5: who is that
1: Brotha Who's the Tom- guy Tom Brokaw
5: plus rather would be
0: Brotha <laughs> <laughs> <Sure. laughs>
1: Who's the bro-thaw. guy on I know the
0: name Dan rather that talks really annoying uh, Anderson Cooper? No, he's not 60 Minutes. No, It's like Scott Pelley. It's Scott Pelley-ish. When the talks yes, like this, that, yes. Oh, it drives yeah, Scott
1: me to Dan will watch 60 <laughs> Minutes. And I'm like, why does he talk like that? It's so annoying. It
5: There's no way me. they didn't make those voices up in order to be more yeah, like, uh, memorable. people don't
1: talk like that in yeah. normal life. I
5: understand. Like, um, what's his name? The, uh, dad in Blast from the Past. I'm the only person on earth who would name that as his main role. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. What the hell's his name?
0: All I know while you're thinking of it. He talks all weird. And while you're thinking of it, all I have to say is I have batted a thousand on this show. It'll be six years in August that we've been doing this show, right? Mm hmm. I batted a thousand every time I promote. We're up next with a special guest. Yeah, They don't show up every time. It's unbelievable.
1: You should not say that anymore.
0: Yeah, every time.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like a
6: a joke. If we say nothing, they call Mm -hmm. early. If we promote them, then it's like, Uh, ooh,
3: what?
5: Christopher Walken is who I was thinking of. Oh, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. That voice voice Uh, is definitely made up. I don't.
0: No, yeah. you're talking-
5: He talks like that because yeah, he, he knows true. that people will imitate it, and therefore he'll become more famous. Yeah.
0: Now, Molina likes to point out when the Dow is down, so I like to talk about when it's up. It's up 341 points today. Nice. So that's good. Good. So it's basically back to where it was uh, this time last week, right? Yep.
4: Um, yeah, up
0: 341 points. It's at 24, 274. Uh, I just think you know what I think this is. I think it's the very wealthy taking advantage of the stock market. I think the very wealthy are driving the stock market down so they can make even more purchases, which drives the stock market back up, and they're worth more money. Well, that's what I'm doing. Every time it crashes, just buy stock, and then once it goes back up, sell it. You should get a show on free money CNBC. You should get uh. The Andy Bernard Show. Here's what I do. Well,
5: I mean, the problem is these swings are like what, ten percent at most. So even if you put ten thousand dollars in, you're only making a thousand dollars every like three months. So it's not going to make you rich.
0: So but what do it's you think? Still Andy, something. Andy and Molina, do you think China will buckle first in the trade dispute or the United States?
5: Probably because China relies almost entirely on us. That's what I thought. I Whereas, thought they also,
6: and I thought they, I thought India propped them up a lot too. Don't they The United
5: States or China?
6: China. China and
5: India both play very similar roles in that all their money comes from selling things to richer countries.
6: Well, also they have to feed all those people and they both grow a lot of green.
5: Yes, they do. A lot of, like, when you think of, like, an agricultural product, a lot of them are mainly grown in China that you wouldn't think of. It's like, I think, uh, well, soybeans, obviously, or, you know, those make sense. Right.
0: Let's see. Oh, and, he's, and he's delving deeply.
5: Let's see. Um, potatoes, tomatoes, sorghum, peanuts, see? barley, a lot, a lot of things that normally you'd think of as American. Yeah, definitely. Cotton, oilseed. China produces, uh, because they have just so much land and so many people who are too poor to do anything but farm. Whereas Americans are like they think they're too good for farming
0: Do Americans think they're too good for farming oh, absolutely really
5: Go to any wealthy area and you know offer someone a farm a well-paying farming job really And they'll be yeah. like my lawyer will get back to you <laughs> I don't
0: know. No, what are you going to do? Well, there's some I think jobs out there. A lot of there. people would
6: like to farm, and I mean, many family businesses would like to have gone on, but there's no, it's not that, meant money in just a family farm anymore. It's all corporate farming.
5: Well, there will be if the Chinese thing works out, because if we can't buy cheap lead wheat anymore from China? Then we're gonna to have to make it.
6: Lead-filled mm. wheat.
5: Lead-filled. I wheat. thought that, That's was that was their toys. That was their toys. Yeah, toys. We That's need true. much more of that. Meat. It's all true. Franken- I think technically the food, the food that we get from China is actually not a problem. It's basically everything else. Yeah, America has stuff.
1: America has the lowest standards of farming in. I doubt the that. World. No, not I the
5: lowest. I think if you're gonna buy some wheat from like you know high. Uganda or. No, because yeah. you
6: know how rice, everybody Wakanda. was all up in arms about rice, having, having arsenic in it? Yeah. If you buy r- r- rice from the United States, you don't have to worry about that. But anywhere else you do. Well, it's like all
5: sorts of things are like that, and it's not necessarily a problem. Like potatoes, if you eat the root or something, that's poisonous. And kidney beans, if you don't cook them enough, that's poisonous.
6: No, but arsenic is a problem.
5: But, but everything is going to have some level of toxic stuff in it. It's just like, what was the level, though?
6: Well, I don't remember exactly, but I just remember that there was unacceptable amounts of arsenic in the rice. At least, maybe a year there
5: ago. There we go. The FDA, mm-hmm. October 2017. Arsenic in rice. <laughs> rice. How we get on these subjects? It is <laughs> a leading dietary <laughs> source of arsenic. That's oh see. Good.
1: Got to have Tell some you. arsenic. But yeah, but that's just how
5: rice is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's not like. What are you the, gonna do about it? You can't. You're not. They're not growing the rice and adding in arsenic. That's just.
6: Yeah, a that's just something they do rice. is make
5: arsenic. Uh,
1: yes, they
6: are. They're sprinkling it as a flavor <laughs> additive. That's what I heard.
1: Uh, <laughs> yep. That is
2: wrong?
0: Delicious.
1: With what are you doing? It's Like over MSG. There. Just
0: look at. it. I just got a text message from John Lassman that uh, oh, God. that God, uh,
6: what's wrong now? No,
0: nothing's wrong. It's just Hallelujah. a guy. A guy he used to work with is the new operations manager at Intercom, but I don't know if that means in Minneapolis or nationally or what he means. I'm I'm assuming they mean in Minneapolis. He was a guy. Well, his name is Andy Bloom. He 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 was the one that went around when Howard Stern came to the market and told everybody that Howard would kill me in my career. Oh,
6: that that nice guy. Okay.
0: Andy Bloom. He was also he showed up one time at a at a radio convention wearing a cape and had a cane. Cane? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't you dial Dapper. back? <laughs> I don't know. Fancy. I, I've man. met Andy a couple of times. I don't <laughs> I don't really know him all that well, but I've met him a couple of times. So.
6: Did he go? Did it? Did it? Did it?
4: Da-da, probably I mean, a cane's a not cane. too crazy but a cape what the hell who yeah. the hell wears a, a cape, cape
6: with a cane
4: yeah, cape.
1: i it's used the, a, it's the combo i
4: used to yeah. bedazzled oh, yeah. cane
1: in my uh prom grand march remember that yes yeah. yeah, so you did you go did were you there did you
0: go <laughs> yes to that? we were there uh, Are you sure? Uh, Jesus. I'm positive.
4: You brought up a great memory because, I mean, it is almost prom season. And uh, these two guys in my class dressed up in the Dumb and Dumber tuxedos, the baby blue and the bright orange. (laughs) That's awesome. But they did not tell their dates. So they met their dates at the Grand March and they were so mad. Oh, Oh my gosh.
1: Dan, we're going through our basement and um, he found some, like. lower level, thank you. Our lower level. um, And he's found some, like, old pictures and stuff. There's a picture of him with his prom date and he thought he was so cool <laughs> you can tell i was like look at how cool you think you are this is hilarious and his prom date back then he graduated in 2004 2000- uh, I think 2004.
5: If he's a year older, yeah. older than me, then yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. 2004. And his prom date had like cut out sides on her dress, so her like skin was showing. And I was like, "You went to prom
0: oh. Slut, oh.
1: slutty prom date <laughs> Wilmer?" Oh, I know i like, really in cool. Wilmer oh. in 2004. I was like, "Who is this chick?" Uh, <laughs> Inappropriate, like Daniel. Girls. I was like, "I cannot believe that your mother let you go to prom with this girl."
0: Maybe she grew up to be like a nun or something. How do you know? Maybe
1: she <laughs> wore a cape. No one she could a cape see it. But if, had a cane. If she would have worn a cape, I would have been more impressed than her little side <laughs> torso situation. Slinky outfit.
0: <laughs> side pockets. Uh, I'm like, very really? special side pockets. I've always
1: thought that the cutout things that people wear, their prom dresses, it's like you find a floor length gown and find a way to make it slutty. I know, like how oh, some of the
6: stuff. Yeah, people start posting pictures of their daughters prom dresses, and I'm like, I would not let my kid wear that. I'm sorry, absolutely not. No way.
1: And I wouldn't let my son go to prom with a girl wearing that. I'd be like, put some clothes Mm. on, then we can talk. That stupid Kardashian influence.
5: Yeah, Um, Yeah. well, that doesn't help. Well, this is from
1: 2004. This is
6: from way back. Haven't they been around that long? My God.
5: Seems think. like I it. don't been around a while but not 2004 I don't, I don't, think, 2004,
1: been, I don't no. think. No. I don't th- I think, think
6: they started a
5: long time.
1: I think they came up from the underground when I was in college. Hmm. So
5: so
6: 2004 I was still
5: living in Dayton I think. Oh. Yeah.
0: Uh, 2004 is the year we moved, yes.
5: Yeah, so, so that's how long ago that was. Well,
6: they've been around a long time. Pretty soon it's going to be mm. the Kardashian grandkids.
5: That's true. Well, god, there's yes. like 13 year old girls with like three inch long shorts. It's oh, like, well, why were your parents? Yeah, that. That's another yeah, thing. It's right. is, like so
1: people scary. post <laughs> their prom pictures or like their younger siblings or their kids <laughs> prom pictures. And all the girls look like 35. I'm yeah. like, you're I a know. junior in high school and you look. Well, that was the case like back when makeup. I went to prom
4: even, I went to prom three of the four years and, uh, it was crazy. Cause I went to a conservative Roman Catholic high school yeah. and, uh, My senior year, my senior year though, it's funny because we were so poor. We would always have prom on the paddle forward down on the Mississippi, but we were so poor that we had to stay in dock. We could not. Paid
6: the fee. But oh you oh gas. Yeah. Oh my God. Because <laughs> you drifted down the river. Yeah. <laughs> well, the
4: thing. So senior year, we <laughs> oh raised the dang. money because we're like, this is ridiculous. All the other high schools that rent boats go by us and they're laughing. and Use So we boat? raised the money for the gas. And sure enough, they made this big thing where they're like, if you get caught with liquor, no matter how long into the prom, the four hours, we are turning around. Not even an hour. Oh All of a sudden, God. we're in the middle uh, of the Mississippi and we start to do a turn. Oh, oh God. And no. like, oh, God. great. Oh, God.
6: Oh, so man. somebody
0: had to shweel it up, huh? Yep.
6: There was a an article uh, that was going around in about a girl who went to high school, and she didn't wear a bra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I guess deal. all the boys were, like, snickering, and, you know, every, it was just disruptive. So the principal brought her in, and she's like, you know, the only thing I can think of is you have to put Band-Aids over your nipples.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You,
6: the backlash and the craziness over this oh, yeah. is unbelievable
0: oh, yeah. they went nuts over that story it's very, yeah very
6: how dare you tell my daughter that her body who just that just puts fat deposits where it does naturally <laughs> is wrong wow. i was
5: Dog. yelled at for wearing shorts several times when i went to wherever that school was you sixth grade you went to about 15 different schools right?
6: <laughs> the, one, the fifth and sixth grade
5: the one in Elk River. What was that
6: place called? St. Andrews? St.
5: Andrews, yes. You like St. Andrews. Yeah, we but I. why well, we weren't supposed to wear shorts, and sometimes I wore shorts, and <laughs> i get in trouble for it. And I didn't tell them that
0: they hated my body. I said, <laughs> I don't care. It's I remember like at seventh grade at St. Anne's they sent me home because my <laughs> jeans were too tight. Yeah, really? I you need to go home and change your jeans. They're too tight. I'm like, oh, God. He <laughs>
6: said, what are you looking at? None. what are you looking
0: at there, sister? <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh,
0: <God>. uh, <laughs> ah, the poor nuns! The poor nuns that had to put up with my crap.
6: Ah, oh, the little sisters of the poor. Hi. Uh,
0: tut, tut, tut. I mean,
6: but really, I mean, you don't go to school without a bra when you're in high school, no, unless you no. want. Well, yeah, I mean, not like it's like. I, uh, I, I mean, in on Seinfeld, on one Lane's hand, friend. I want to say.
4: She, doesn't wear, yes, right. yeah, she doesn't wear a bra. Elaine has that friend, and then Elaine gives her friend a bra, and she actually starts wearing it as a top. She's walking around Manhattan in oh yeah. just a bra.
1: That's right. And like, Rachel right and friends for a couple seasons didn't wear a bra, like, ever.
0: Yeah. And I was like, put a frickin'. bra on. And it's like, gee, I wonder why.
1: Yeah, like, I put, put a bra on.
6: got so famous. Gross.
0: Well, Andy, Newser just lost our business. Why? Because it will not give me stories unless I turn yeah, off the ad blocker. Yeah, a lot of sites I'm do that. I'm
5: not going to do it. Oh. Yeah, they say, turn off your ad blocker or you can't come here. And it's like, well, if your site's going to freeze my there. computer, then right. I'm not turning off my ad blocker. Yeah, sorry. That's why I had to install an ad blocker on the podcast computer, is I would go to sites, the entire computer would freeze, and I just couldn't use it until we went to break because...
6: You had to restart it? Yeah.
5: It's, uh, yeah,
0: it's not acceptable.
6: No, it's, it's not
0: acceptable. It's very, very true. I don't know what their problem is, but they can kiss my sister's black cat's ass. (laughs) As Bo Hopkins once said in the movie The Wild Bunch. If you've never seen the movie, see it because it's one of the best movies. It's one of the best cowboy movies of all time, but it's two and a half hours long, Oh, which I didn't remember. Yeah, it's two and a half hours long, but it's really, really good. It had all the big... uh, Ben Johnson and Warren Oates and Bo Hopkins and all the big stars of the day were in it. Very, very good. Well, Alex, have a have a great drive home and we'll talk to you. When are you coming in again?
1: Um, I'll be here on Wednesday and Thursday this week.
0: Okay, and then we'll see you on Friday.
1: And then I'm picking you up from the airport. will
0: be good. I like yep. it. Alright, yep. we'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.